This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A federal judge has blocked the execution plans for the state of Alabama when it comes to a death row inmate. District Judge Austin Huffaker Jr. issued a preliminary injunction regarding the Allen Miller case. That inmate, Alan Miller, was set to be executed by lethal injection on September 22nd, but his attorneys claim that Miller chose a different type of execution back in 2018, death by nitrogen hypoxia. The judge determined that Miller will suffer irreparable harm if he's deprived of the ability to die by the method that he chose and that this will be the loss of his final dignity. Miller has been serving time since the 1999 workplace shooting that killed three men that Miller knew. The state of Alabama has indicated that at this point in time, they're not ready with protocol in administering the death by nitrogen hypoxia method. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall has also indicated that his office plans to appeal this recent decision by the judge. All six Republican congressmen from Alabama have weighed in on the U.S. Department of Justice issuing a subpoena for documents and communications from the Eagle Forum of Alabama. In particular, the DOJ is seeking information regarding the VCAP bill that was signed into law this year. That law prohibits any transgender hormones or surgeries from being given or performed upon anyone under the age of 19. House member Gary Palmer initiated this letter to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland. Congressman Jerry Carl, Mo Brooks, Mike Rogers, Robert Adderholt, and Barry Moore have all signed on to that letter. Sole Democrat House member from Alabama, Terry Sewell, has not. The letter says that the Biden DOJ is infringing upon the First Amendment rights of the Eagle Forum and their right to engage in the legislative process of the state, as well as petition the government on an issue of importance to them. The letter also accused the Biden administration of continuing to weaponize various federal agencies in order to target certain political groups. A Sarah Land 10-year-old girl is only weeks away from major brain surgery. Tinla Kitchen has been diagnosed with encephalitis about five years ago. That's a neurological condition that causes seizures and swelling of about half of the human brain. The mother to the young girl, Sonia Kitchen, says that this surgery will remove half of her daughter's brain in order to stop the continued seizures. This comes after surgery was done two years ago to try and contain the encephalitis, but that was not successful. Sonia Kitchen says it's not in her hands, but God's hands when it comes to the outcome. The surgery will happen one month from this past Monday. A satellite dental clinic connected with the University of Alabama at Birmingham is going to be coming to Dothan. The school trustees met recently in which that plan was given final approval to move forward. The dean of UAB's School of Dentistry, Russell Teichman, spoke with WTVY News, saying the clinic will have eight exam bays and be able to process as many as 10,000 patients per year. This new clinic will give dentists from UAB the ability to practice their training and also help an underserved population. The clinic is likely to become operational in the summer of 2023. National Voter Registration Day was this past Tuesday. The day is created to encourage people to become aware of the fact that now is the time to register to vote. If you have moved into the state since the last election or to a new address here in the state, voter registration can happen online at this point rather than make a trip to the voter registrar's office. That website is sos.alabama.gov. The general election will be on Tuesday, November 8th. 
Congratulations to the Albertville Aggie Marching Band. They have been chosen once again to take part in the 2024 Rose Bowl Parade. That parade is held in Pasadena, California on New Year's Day and covers a 5.5-mile parade route. The Aggie Band has been to the Rose Bowl before in 2011 and 2018. The band has 340 members ranging in the grades 9 through 12. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, another FBI whistleblower has approached the House Judiciary Committee. This latest one says that the FBI agency is taking cases related to January 6, 2021 at the nation's capital and manipulating the information to make them look like violent extremism is on the rise throughout the nation. House Committee member Jim Jordan spoke about it on Fox News. Jordan has also contacted FBI Director Chris Wray, saying these latest disclosures are consistent with what other FBI whistleblowers have revealed about a very extreme bias and political agenda going on within the high-ranking FBI officials. Well, we think he's we think he's being straightforward. We think he's as honest. We think he's a brave guy for coming forward. And I think the way I view it in my mind is, Tucker, they're juicing the numbers and they're cooking the books. And they are so focused on this, they're willing to pull agents from child trafficking cases to foster this narrative that you talked about, that Joe Biden in front of Independence Hall with the red background clenched fist talking about half the country being extremists. So remember, we've had previous whistleblowers who came to us and said that they were being pressured to label cases as domestic violent extremism. This whistleblower came forward and talked to us about how they're cooking the books, making the numbers seen that there are cases all over the country, when in fact they're all related to January 6th. And now what's happened today, we learned that this newest whistleblower is, has been suspended from his job. So there's retaliation going against this guy for coming forward and telling us what's going on. Lawyers for Donald Trump were in federal appeals court this week to ask that judge to rule against the Department of Justice to keep them from resuming a review of the documents that were seized from Trump's Florida home. This court filing came on the same day that there was going to be a meeting with the special master who would oversee the distribution of those documents. The special master was chosen last week and is U.S. District Judge Raymond Deary. Just a few days ago, Trump returned to his Mar-a-Lago resort for the first time since the August 8th raid. Here's Trump describing it to Newsmax. Well, they've weaponized the Justice Department and the FBI like never has happened in the United States. And if you look at uh, the Records Act, the Presidential Records Act, we followed the rules. We were discussing with them. But if you look at NARA and you look at the things that are going on with the leaking and the document, uh, probably planting, I mean, you look at planting and you look at getting rid of. So when you look at all of the things that have happened, what they've done with the Fourth Amendment is they had no right to do what they did. And we were talking and negotiating. And frankly, I thought getting along. But, you know, the lawyers were doing it mostly. But I thought getting along and to have that happen. And then they do a raid on the house of a former president who was very popular. I mean, I did get more votes than any sitting president in history. No sitting president even came close. And they did a raid on my house. And it's, you know, not the same. You walk in and you say, these people were in here and in your bedroom. And they were in, you think how terrible it is. And, Mr. and we were doing, we were following, if you look, Presidential Records Act, uh, we were following that. It's a, and it's very, you know, it's very specific as far as I could see. 
Mr. President, very terrible things that they did. Mr. President, the population, the people don't like it. A Democrat sheriff in Texas has now opened up a criminal investigation into Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for sending 50 illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard to receive sanctuary city services. Bexar County Sheriff Javier Salazar claims that DeSantis lured the migrants into getting onto the plane under false pretenses. Salazar even goes so far as to suggest that someone entered the state of Texas in order to lure the illegal aliens over to Florida to then put them on the planes to Martha's Vineyard. Other Democrats have likened it to human trafficking and kidnapping. The governor's office released a statement on Monday criticizing the welcome that the migrants got from residents of Martha's Vineyard. That statement says that the migrants were left to fend for themselves in a jurisdiction that has claimed in the past to be a sanctuary for those seeking to migrate to the U.S. And when it comes to the U.S.-Mexico border, Border Patrol agents now confirm that they have apprehended almost 2 million migrants who have illegally crossed. The numbers are just for the fiscal year so far. That will wrap up by the end of this September. And keep in mind that these numbers are only for those apprehended, not those who got away undetected by Border Patrol agents. And the 2 million number for apprehensions does not mean they're also going to be deported either, since the Biden administration has essentially put a stop to that, keeping all of the illegal aliens within the U.S. border in order to await their immigration court date. CBP Commissioner Chris Magnus said the failing communist regimes of Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua are driving a new wave of migration. The Las Vegas Police Department has now released to the public body camera footage of a young female police officer getting shot during a traffic stop, going to the ground, but still being able to pull her gun and shoot the fleeing suspect. 24-year-old Tierney Tamburo was shot in the leg, had to have immediate assistance. The suspect that she was able to shoot and kill was identified as 27-year-old Gabriel Charles. He was fleeing on foot from the vehicle. There were two other men in that vehicle. Anyone got weapons or anything you know about, okay? All right, to the front, to the front, to the front, to the front. Ooh. hey, hey! Right on the lake, how far up? My radio fell. My radio fell. Give me your radio. Gotcha, I got you. Don't wait. Sheriff John McGrath of the Las Vegas Police Department held a press conference with more details on Taburo. Well, that malfunction there is what we call a uh, stovepipe. And so the around the brass was stuck in the chamber and had to be uh, manipulated to to be able to get that out before you could shoot again um so i i mean i can't i can't tell you what he did or didn't do all i can say is the gun will not fire when it's like that but there were 14 additional rounds in his magazine so the officer, hadn't been jammed what do you think what would what, what well i, I you know, I, I'd be guessing, but I think that, um, you know, we can't we can't anticipate that. And Officer Tamboro did the best she could in those circumstances, uh, but we can't guess to what would have happened from that suspect. 
Um, how would you describe or characterize her conduct during this? I mean, she seemed friendly when she was getting the guys to do the pat down, and then he started running, and then obviously the shooting, and then she was still sort of communicating on her radio. How would you describe her conduct overall? Well, I, I would say that she's a, a great example of a hero police officer. She showed her courage. She so, showed calm under pressure. Um, and I think she did an outstanding job, and we're very, all very proud of her. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he talks about one person who's out over his skis. Yesterday, the president gave an interview to Scott Pelley on CBS's 60 Minutes. I mean, to say he broke new ground in ways his staff did not expect is putting it mildly. Now, I'm not a fan of Biden Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, but I still had to feel sorry for her when the details of the interview came out. I mean, the president, who is known for doing this, by the way, got out way out, way out over his skis. In one primetime interview, just one, in that one hour, he inexplicably changed both foreign and domestic policy positions. He unraveled multiple lawsuits the DOJ is in the midst of. He unhinged a number of Democrat mayors and governors. He downplayed and even lied about the financial concerns of millions of Americans struggling with the recession. He spoke out of turn about our state of our energy sector, and he bragged that he had drained our strategic oil reserve. At one point, he changed over 50 years of China-Taiwan policy and very clearly threatened to go to war with China. And in one fell swoop, he completely unwound the grounds for his student loan bailout spending spree. I can only imagine the reactions. Democrats nationwide were swooning, faint with disbelief that in the midst of some recent wins, he was just unraveling before their eyes. Republicans were a mix of high fives, followed by yelling at the TV and asking rhetorically, well, then why are you putting us through all this then? You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure those reports are available on your electronic device or phone, then you can do so by going to the main page and subscribing either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or other podcasting apps. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 